1: Today we're reading 2 Kings chapter 15 and 2 Chronicles chapter 26. This is the new King James version of the podcast. The King James version is also available. We begin with the story of King Azariah, otherwise known as Uzziah. He's king of Judah. And about him there's good news and bad news. 2 Kings chapter 15 verses 1 through 4 and 2 Chronicles chapter 26 verses 1 through 4. First of all, 2 Kings chapter 15 verse 1. In the twenty-seventh year of Jeroboam, king of Israel, Azariah, the son of Amaziah, king of Judah, became king. He was sixteen years old when he became king, and he reigned fifty-two years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jachaliah of Jerusalem. And he did what was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father Amaziah had done. Except that the high places were not removed, the people still sacrificed and burned incense on the high places." Then over to 2nd Chronicles chapter 26, beginning with verse 1. Now all the people of Judah took Uzziah, who was 16 years old, and made him king instead of his father, Amaziah. He built Eloth and restored it to Judah after the king rested with his fathers. Uzziah was 16 years old when he became king, and he reigned 52 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jechaliah of Jerusalem. Except that the high places were not removed. The people still sacrificed and burned incense on the high places. These transliterated names are interesting. Uzziah is actually a contracted form of Azariah. It's the same king of Judah called Azariah in uh, 2 Kings chapter 15, and he's called Uzziah in 2 Chronicles. The good news? Well, he reigned in Judah from 16 years of age until he was 68. That's 52 years. Now, here's an overview of Azariah's reign. He succeeded his father Amaziah in 2 Kings chapter 14 and 2 Chronicles 25. He himself worshipped the one true God, but he allowed the people of Judah to worship the pagan high places in Judah inasmuch as he didn't tear those high places down. He reigned with his father Amaziah for some time before his father passed away. His son Jotham reigned with him after contracting leprosy and being hospital bound he had some battle successes described in 2nd Chronicles chapter 26. So here's a summary if you're looking at the written notes of bibletrack.org. King number 10 from 790 to 739 BC over Judah, his name was Uzziah, also known as Azariah. Azariah gets 7 verses of coverage in 2nd Kings, but significantly more detail is added about his life in the 2nd Chronicles 26 account. So let's read 2nd Chronicles 26 verses 5 through 15. And we find that too much success can go to your head. Verse 5. He sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him prosper. Now he went out and made war against the Philistines and broke down the wall of Gath, the wall of Jabneh, and the wall of Ashdod, and he built cities around Ashdod and among the Philistines. God helped him against the Philistines, against the Arabians who lived in Gerbaal, and against the Mennonites. Also the Ammonites brought tribute to Uzziah. His fame spread as far as the entrance of Egypt, for he became exceedingly strong. And Uzziah built towers in Jerusalem at the corner gate, at the valley gate, and at the corner buttress of the wall. Then he fortified them. Also he built towers in the desert. He dug many wells, for he had much livestock, both in the lowlands and in the plains. He also had farmers and vine in the mountains and in Carmel, for he loved the soil. Moreover, Uzziah had an army of fighting men who went out to war by companies according to the number on their roll as prepared by Jeiel, the scribe of Maaseah the officer, under the hand of Hananiah, one of the king's captains. The total number of chief officers of the mighty men of valor was 2,600, and under their authority was an army of 307,500 that made war with mighty power to help the king against the enemy. Then Uzziah prepared for them, for the entire army, shields, spears, helmets, body armor, bows, and slings to cast stones. And he made devices in Jerusalem, invented by skillful men, to be on the towers and the corners to shoot arrows and large stones. So his fame spread far and wide, for he was marvelously helped till he became strong." Well, Azariah, also known as Uzziah, took over from the disgraced father, his father Amaziah, at the ripe old age of 16. He began as a good king, one true God worshiper. He equipped a large army of over 300,000, and he used what the King James describes as engines. But uh, here we see that they were devices that uh, sat on the wall of the city. They were catapults that fired arrows and rocks at the approaching enemy. You recall that Israel had attacked Jerusalem during Uzziah's father's reign and had broken down a large section of the Jerusalem wall. That's recorded in 2nd Kings 14 and 2nd Chronicles 25. While Azariah rebuilt the walls, he fought and defended Judah against its enemy neighbors with great success. So much so that Azariah was famous as a warrior king in his day. During his reign, he dominated the Philistines, building Jewish cities among them and keeping them in check. Even the Ammonites respected him, the first mention of them since King Jehoshaphat of Judah took them on and miraculously defeated them during his reign from 873 to 848 BC. That's recorded back in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. A century or so later, they're obviously still at peace with Judah. Uzziah's reign was successful at keeping Judah's enemies at bay during his tenure. Incidentally, the Zechariah mentioned in verse five is not the Zechariah who's responsible for one of the books of the Old Testament. Little is known about this man who preceded the one after whom the book was written by almost three hundred years. Uzziah gets too much religion we see in Second Kings chapter five verses five through seven and second Chronicles chapter twenty six verses sixteen to twenty three. Now by the way I should mention that's just a figure of speech, you'll see what I mean in just a moment. Second Kings fifteen verse five. Then the Lord struck the king, so that he was a leper until the day of his death. So he dwelt in an isolated house. And Jotham the king's son was over the royal house, judging the people of the land. Now the rest of the acts of Azariah and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? So Azariah rested with his fathers, and they buried him with his fathers in the city of David. Then Jotham his son reigned in his place. Now, let's go over to Second Chronicles 26, beginning with verse 16, where we get considerably more detail. But when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction, for he transgressed against the Lord his God by entering the temple of the Lord to burn incense on the altar of incense. So Azariah the priest went in after him, and with him were eighty priests of the Lord, valiant men. And they withstood King Uzziah and said to him, It is not for you, Uzziah, to burn incense to the Lord. But for the priests, the sons of Aaron, who are consecrated to burn incense, get out of the sanctuary, for you have trespassed. You shall have no honor from the Lord God. Then Uzziah became furious, and he had a censer in his hand to burn incense. And while he was angry with the priest, leprosy broke out on his forehead before the priest in the house of the Lord, beside the incense altar. And Ezariah, the chief priest, and all the priests looked at him. And there on his forehead he was leprous. So they thrust him out of that place. Indeed, he also hurried to get out, because the Lord had struck him. King Uzziah was a leper until the day of his death. He dwelt in an isolated house, because he was a leper, for he was cut off from the house of the Lord. Then Jotham, his son, was over the king's house, judging the people of the land. Now the rest of the acts of Uzziah, from first to last, the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, wrote, So Uzziah rested with his fathers, and they buried him with his fathers in the field of burial, which belonged to the kings, for they said, He is a leper. Then Jotham his son reigned in his place. Well, it's hard to know the players here without a program. Uzziah, as I mentioned, is a contracted form of the same name that we find in uh, 2 Kings as pronounced Azariah. He was the king of Judah. He's called Azariah in 2 Kings chapter 15 and Uzziah in Second Chronicles chapter 26. However, here we find an episode where the king of Judah, Azariah, also known as Uzziah, is confronted by the priest whose name happens to be Azariah. Therefore, let's refer to the king from henceforth as Uzziah. And the priest, let's call him Azariah, as done in Second Chronicles account itself. Uzziah had been so successful in battle that he just forgets his place. He goes into the temple to burn incense. Big, big problem. Only the priests do that. Azariah, the priest, confronts him about this no-no. However, Azariah, the priest, was smart enough to take some reinforcements with him for this confrontation. 80 associate priests. Uzziah becomes angry with Azariah right there in the temple. He's irate in that he would even be questioned. After all, he is the king. While Uzziah is angry, God strikes him with leprosy on his forehead. Leprosy. And that leprosy would plague him for the rest of his life. Uzziah spends the rest of his days in the hospital while his son Jotham reigns in his place. While Uzziah did reign for 52 years, much of that time was as a leper. It's during the reign of Uzziah that Isaiah begins to prophesy. Now we're back to 2 Kings chapter 15, verses 8 through 12. We're going to talk about a king, king of Israel, named Zechariah. Verse 8. In the 38th year of Azariah, king of Judah, Zechariah, the son of Jeroboam, reigned over Israel in Samaria six months. And he did evil in the sight of the Lord, as his fathers had done. He did not depart from the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who had made Israel sin. Then Shalom, the son of Jabesh, conspired against him and struck and killed him in front of the people, and he reigned in his place. Now, the rest of the acts of Zechariah, indeed, they are written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Israel. This was the word of the Lord, which he spoke to Jehu, saying, Your son shall sit on the throne of Israel to the fourth generation, and so it was. And that's right. Zechariah ruled Israel for just six months. He was evil, too as were all the kings of the northern kingdom, Israel. Zechariah was assassinated after just six months. He was assassinated by a guy named Shalom. Remember Second Kings 10, verse 30, when God told King Jehu that his children to the fourth generation would reign in Israel? Well, this is the end of the fourth generation. Time to hand the throne over to yet another family, another dynasty. Now, you may have noticed as we've been reading over the uh, several days here, that Israel's kingship has had a bunch of family regime changes by hook, crook, and treachery. Judah, on the other hand, is still governed by descendants of David. They were adamant about that. So it's out with Zechariah and in with Shalom. Now, if you look in the written notes of BibleTrack.org, you'll see a summary for king number 14 over Israel. His name is Zechariah, and he only reigned for a little while in 753 B.C. Of course, he was all bad. And this marks the end of the fourth dynasty in Israel, the northern kingdom, which started with Jehu back in 2 Kings chapter 10. So here's Shalom, king for a month over Israel in 2 Kings chapter 15, verses 13 through 15. Shalom, the son of Jabesh, became king in the 39th year of Uzziah, king of Judah, and he reigned a full month in Samaria. For Menahem, the son of Gadai, went up from Tirzah came to Samaria and struck Shalom the son of Jabesh in Samaria and killed him, and he reigned in his place. Now the rest of the acts of Shalom and the conspiracy which he led, indeed, they are written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Israel. Now how much can you say about a guy who just reigns one month? Well, of course he was evil. He killed Zechariah, if you recall. Then a month later, Menahem killed him. One king does not a dynasty make and especially with only one month rule before his assassination. But nonetheless, there's a summary of king number 15 in 752 BC over Israel. His name is Shalom, and um, he only reigned a month, and so his reign really isn't characterized. And then we find the ruthless menahem of Israel, all evil all the time in 2 Kings chapter 15, verses 16-22. to 22. Verse 16, Then from Tirzah, Menahem attacked Tifsal, all who were there, and its territory, because they did not surrender, therefore he attacked it. All the women there who were with child, he ripped open. In the thirty-ninth year of Azariah, king of Judah, Menahem, the son of Gadai, became king over Israel, and he reigned ten years in Samaria. And he did evil in the sight of the Lord. He did not depart all his days from the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who had made Israel sin? Pul, king of Assyria, came over against the land, and Menahem gave Pul a thousand talents of silver that his hand might be with him, to strengthen the kingdom under his control. And Menahem exacted the money from Israel from all the very wealthy, from each man fifty shekels of silver to give to the king of Assyria. So the king of Assyria turned back and did not stay there in the land. Now the rest of the acts of Menahem. And all that he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? So Menahem rested with his fathers, then Pekahiah, his son, reigned in his place. Now, how do you become a king of Israel in these times? Murder, 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 that's the key. Now, this one is particularly gruesome. When Tifzah, which was a lost city, declined to throw open their gates to let him come in and take over, he demonstrated his ruthlessness by cutting open all the pregnant women after he conquered them. That's not all he did. He had only interest in remaining king of Israel at any cost. He assessed a tax on the Israelites to pay off the king of Assyria in order to be allowed to stay on the throne, which he did for 10 years. The king of Assyria is named as Paul in verse 19. That was the nickname of Tiglath-Pileser, seen down in verse 29. Incidentally, the kingship of Israel at this point is now in the hands of the sixth family, we call this the fifth dynasty, since unlike his predecessor, Shalom, Menahem did have a son, Pekahiah, who took over the throne after his death. So there we have a summary of King number 16 from 752 to 742 BC over Israel. Menahem, uh, no good, just evil, according to Second Kings chapter 15, verse 18. That brings us to Pekahiah of Israel. Two years for him as king, then he's assassinated, 2 Kings chapter 15 verses 23 through 26 2 Kings 15:23 In the 50th year of Azariah king of Judah Pekahiah the son of Menahem became king over Israel in Samaria and reigned 2 years and he did evil in the sight of the Lord he did not depart from the sins of Jeroboam the son of Nebat who had made Israel sin Then Pekah the son of Ramaliah an officer of his conspired against him and killed him in Samaria in the citadel of the king's house, along with Argob and Ariab, and with him were fifty men of Gilead. He killed him and reigned in his place. Now the rest of the acts of Pekahiah and all that he did, indeed they are written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Israel. So here's the son of Menahem, evil just like his daddy in Jeroboam from the beginning, killed by his bodyguard Pekah. It's hard to get good, dependable help when you're evil through and through. If you're counting, this is the end of the reign of the sixth family of kings in Israel and the fifth dynasty of two or more kings from one family line. So let's summarize King number 17, Pekahiah, who reigned from 742 to 741 B.C. over Israel. All bad, no good. Then we come to Pekah. No regard for God, and by the way, he hated the Assyrians. He's recorded in 2 Kings 15, verses 27 to 31. Verse 27. In the 52nd year of Azariah, king of Judah, Pekah, the son of Remaliah became king over Israel and Samaria and reigned 20 years. And he did evil in the sight of the Lord. He did not depart from the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebod, who had made Israel sin. In the days of Pekah, king of Israel, Tiglath-Pileser, king of Assyria, came and took Ajan, Abel, Beth, Maacah, Janoah, Kadesh, Hazor, Gilead, and Galilee, all the land of Naphtali, and carried them captive to Assyria. Then Hoshea, the son of Elah, led a conspiracy against Pekah, the son of Remaliah, and struck and killed him, so he reigned in his place in the twentieth year of Jotham, the son of Uzziah. Now, the rest of the acts of Pekah and all that he did, indeed, they are written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Israel. Now, the kingship of Israel, the northern kingdom, is in the hands of the seventh family since Jeroboam split off after the reign of Solomon. Pekah probably assassinated Pekahiah because he and a following of the northern kingdom objected to Pekahiah's ties with Assyria, especially since he was taxing the people to maintain that tie and stay on the throne. So the king of Assyria, Tiglath-Pileser, came after him and began to chisel in Topeka's kingdom until Hosea killed him, but not until after a 20-year reign. Tiglath-Pileser carried some of the northern kingdom people into captivity, including the land of Naphtali, during his reign. And this marks the beginning of the Assyrian deportation. Incidentally, we see in 2 Kings chapter 15, verse 37, that Pekah apparently had at some point allied with reason, the king of Syria, to attack Judah. Pekah is opportunistic, and he's also ruthless. No dynasty for him. Hoshea, the last king that the northern kingdom would have, he assassinates Pekah and establishes himself as the eighth and final different family to rule over the northern kingdom of Israel. It's during the reign of Hoshea that the northern kingdom of Israel falls once and for all to the Assyrians, which happened in 722 to 721 B.C. And this account, by the way, is found in 2 Kings chapter 17. The length of reign of Pekah is a little confusing. Perhaps his reign began in Gilead in 752 B.C. at the same approximate time as did the reign of Menahem in Samaria. Pekah is the last king before Hosea during whose reign Israel fell. Therefore, his reign appears to overlap that of Menahem and. Pekahiah but for the first 10 years or so he was not over all of the northern kingdom just the region around Gilead so we see a summary of king number 18 Pekah over Israel from 752 to 731 BC good nope none of the kings of the northern kingdom Israel were good just bad then we come to Jotham of Judah who by the way is a good king He's recorded in 2 Kings chapter 15, verses 32 to 38. Verse 32, In the second year of Pekah, the son of Remaliah, king of Israel, Jotham, the son of Uzziah, king of Judah, began to reign. He was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned 16 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jerusha, the daughter of Zadok. And he did what was right in the sight of the Lord. He did according to all that his father Uzziah had done. However, the high places were not removed. The people still sacrificed and burned incense on the high places. He built the upper gate of the house of the Lord. Now the rest of the acts of Jotham, all that he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? In those days, the Lord began to send Rezin, king of Syria, and Pekah, the son of Remaliah against Judah. So Jotham rested with his fathers and was buried with his fathers in the city of David, his father. Then Ahaz, his son, reigned in his place. Well, finally, after reading all the ruthless transactions taking place with the kings in northern kingdom in Israel, we're back to Judah here. Jotham served the one true God, but he also allowed the places of idol worship to remain. By the way, his dad was Azariah, also known as Uzziah. He worked on the temple a little, died after a 16-year reign. During his reign, Judah was attacked by Rezin the king of Syria, and Pekah, the king of Israel. After his death, his son Ahaz took over as king of Judah. Incidentally, if you're keeping track, Judah is still working from the dynasty of kings that were led by King David of United Israel. While Israel, the northern kingdom, went through eight different family lines on their throne before their demise, Judah remained with just one single Davidic dynasty until their fall in 586 B.C., the single dynasty of kings of Judah was in keeping with the Davidic covenant. Then we have a summary of King number 11 over Judah, Jotham, from 750 to 731 B.C. He had some good and he had some bad.
0: This concludes our podcast for today. I'm Wayne Turner, and if you'd like to read along with our commentary online, go to www.bibletrack.org. Thank you for listening in today. The background music for these podcasts is an original composition written by the music director of Faith Bible Church, Paul Walton.